0: We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before.
1: One, two, three. Listen.
0: You gotta have a like the why, and so we know our why. So I th-
1: you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help. You can get a roadmap. You can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. <laughs> welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K and K. Hey, everybody! Welcome back. I am your host, Crystal Moore.
0: Your host, I am the co host, I guess, Kenny Simpson.
1: Thanks for tuning in with us today. So, we are excited to release this episode. As you know, we're kind of releasing the last episodes of the year to be about your goals for 2020 and different topics surrounding that. So, We have Dylan Welch on the podcast of Dylan Welch Media. And if you guys have not been thinking about your content game for 2020, now is the time to start planning. So in this episode, we talk with Dylan all about content and production and what you need to do in order to get started in 2020 to uh, catch up with the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, and the other thing he really did talk about, which um, Crystal and I are doing, so kudos to us, but you guys should be doing, is starting your own podcast How somebody like him can actually help you start a podcast. He has a place where you can shoot it. He can actually go out and find guests and like the whole kit and caboodle. We do it the hard way here, but he can make your life a lot easier. But he goes through why it's so important to have a podcast and how it can help you build your brand and your business and at the end of the day, make you more money.
1: And this episode, we also talk about how it's helped us and our business, so you can hear firsthand what kind of success we've been having with the podcast, social media, and uh, basically all the outlets that we've been utilizing.
0: Yeah, so tune in, check it out. He actually asked us a few questions, too, and turned the tables on us, so it's kind of fun to go back and forth with him.
1: Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Today, we have Dylan Welch with Dylan Welch Media. Thanks for coming in.
2: Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So um,
0: Dil- we were just talking to Dylan, gosh, about a bunch of stuff and who we know in the industry. And um, Dylan, kind of jump in. exact. Just kind of tell us what you're doing now and then kind of just tell us a little bit about your history in basically media or whatever mm-hmm. exactly you do. I know you're doing facets of stuff within media.
2: Yeah, I guess the simplest way to put it is I do media conceptualization, production, and distribution. Um, so... If you know you need to get your stuff out there on social media, video, I mean, you know, whether in the real estate industry, finance, or business owner, anything, everyone's screaming from the rooftops, you need to create content and I'm kind of there to help the people do that, create it and get it out there to the mass audiences. Okay. So cool. just as yeah. like
1: a quick example, if mm-hmm. we were just like let's say I'm a, you know, I'm a small business owner mm-hmm. and I have not started social media any in any place, mm-hmm. like I'm just coming and I'm like, I heard I need to be doing this. Everybody keeps telling me, but I don't really know where to start. How would you, that conversation go with that mm-hmm. person and how would you help them?
2: Well, the first thing I would say is, and I have kind of these like four different levels, so I can go into that. Um, first and foremost, that means they're probably working off of referrals and you know connections. And honestly, above all else, that's the most important thing. I'd tell people don't give up on that, like still build those relationships. Social media and media in general is just an added tool to get your message and your brand to a bigger audience to draw them in. So if they have nothing, I'd be like, create an Instagram page, create a Facebook page, go out there. We all have, you know, cameras in our phones, turn around and take a selfie at a house that you're listing. Just do something to get out there. That's at least step number one. Step number two Um, is called kind of the professional step. So, you know, hire a professional photographer to take uh, photos of your listing, hire a professional videography team to take some good videos for you. The next step is um, the TV show. So kind of what you guys are doing where you have your own show, your own podcast. And then the step number four is basically start increasing your price points. So that's kind of the process that I say. So if you don't have anything, create the social media pages, then hire some professional people to create stuff start building your own show. And then at that point, you're going to be kind of reaching bigger and bigger people. So jack it up.
1: And do you help people along the way and on all four steps of that?
2: Yeah. Most of the people that I work with um, are usually at that third level where they're already hiring and working and seeing the value of really high quality media and then taking it to that next level, which is what you guys are doing, which is having that show. And it's awesome that you guys are doing it. You guys are already like miles ahead of most of the people that I talk to and work with. And just having a show like this does so many things. And I mean, you guys probably see it, but you get to bring on, you know, thought leaders, you get to be seen as thought leaders yourself, just by having these conversations, you're providing value to a ton of people on platforms that are national and international where, you know, one person can listen to a podcast or a million people can listen to a podcast. So I'm there to kind of go from that third level to that fourth level and then um, creating a plan that works for them, identifying, you know, who their audience is, what are their goals for what they want to accomplish with their business. And then again, just using media as a tool to help them accomplish those goals.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting because we, um, we didn't do anything. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, We were that person. So so we didn't do
0: anything. And I was like, we were selling a property management company. It took a lot of our time. It just got too big too fast. And so we are like, okay, when we have this extra time, we should put it and do marketing, but what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to call, you know, I'm not going to cold call people. It's, we're just not going to do it. We don't yeah. have to do it. We're not going to do it. It's not that I'm against it. I'm just not going to do it. So then Crystal was listening to a guy named Gary Vee, who you know. Yeah. And she's like, you should listen to this guy. And this is probably 2017.
1: It was probably, at yeah, the end or early 2018, some, somewhere around
0: there. I think towards the end. So I started listening to this guy, and I was like, wow, because I didn't understand social media. I didn't understand it all, because all I saw was, like, people would just, like, bullshit stuff on there. It seemed all remember, fake. Remember, and- we're
1: not, like, young, but we're not old, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think, but some people You're would old. say, but, <laughs> but we come from, if you remember, maybe 10 years ago, it was, like, do not have your clients on your Facebook page. That mm. is like your personal page. Yep. Do not like that's unprofessional. Like people are like be
2: partying and yeah, people are getting thing. fired
1: by like oh, yeah. you know sharing with their employers uh-huh. or and having your social media so,
0: people. It wasn't. It wasn't a business thing. It wasn't a thing. It was kind of like people kind of frowned upon it because they didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. So basically, what Gary V by his listening to stuff is, I understood. Oh, there's another side of social media. Mm-hmm. There's yes. a business side. Yeah. Okay, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. So I immediately went, flew there, went to the 4D. And then when I was in the room, I always tell the story is, you know, Gary's at the table. I'm right here and we're going around and uh, I tell him our story and real estate. So he goes, okay, so what, what do you want from me? I was like, well, what do I do? He goes, what do you mean? What do you do? I go, well, I don't know what to do. He's like, you have something in your head. He goes, yeah, just go do it. Just fucking mm-hmm. do it. What, yeah. You know, that's him. Yeah. And what we realized is we didn't know exactly what we we're doing, but he said, anything you know about real estate, go and just tell it, give it all away.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: what we did is we decided, okay, let's number one is I said, we should start a podcast. Cause this is my thought. Nobody says this. If I start a podcast and I bring Dylan on, or I bring this guy or that guy and I interview them and we talk about your business and you bring value to a community. So we, that's why we bring you on and you're going to help somebody and they can listen to it. You're going to take my information, this, and you're going to put it on your platform. Mm-hmm. People are going to be introduced to me. And if I yeah. do that over and over, I could meet a million people, two million people, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, this could elevate me and my business and my name and people think like, oh, maybe you're some type of celebrity mm-hmm. or something, but it brings more business. You make more money, which ultimately is done. But that's what I was thinking. the other thing is, is I would just stand in front of the green wall with my whiteboard. And now I'm known to do that is mm-hmm. I just go, what topic are we going to talk today, Monty? And anything in real estate that I've learned, I just share with the audience. And mm-hmm. now I started learning. I just share everything. And that's probably somewhat what you teach people
2: to do as well. Exactly. I think what's really cool in the age that we're living in is there's so much content out there that there's competition to provide the most value and be educational and entertain people. And also be as cheap as possible. I mean, that's a right? Yeah. it's crazy. Like you can instead of going to college, you can literally learn everything you need to know from experts off YouTube. That's crazy. Um, so that build a house
1: from YouTube. I mean, you could like yeah. do anything you want. So the
2: power is there, and that's what's really cool about the time that we live in. If you want to go out and learn something, the people who are the experts in that space are putting it out there to help you, but also to. Um, build their brand and get marketing content out there for themselves. I have a question. So how many episodes have you guys done and how many, how long have you been doing this?
0: So we probably, did we start filming at the end of 2018? At the end of
1: 2018. We did. So we wanted to have 10 episodes. Yeah. We did Uh release them until February. Yeah. So we wanted to have 10 episodes like in the vault so to speak so that way if we ever got behind we were like yeah. really worried about getting behind mm-hmm. um so we really kicked it off like february 2018 and now i think we maybe have like 55 or 56 wow. episodes that's something to be really 65. proud of oh 65 our, our, 65
2: nice. Our, nice. Yeah. yeah
0: so i we met with um a person that helps i'm not gonna say a name helps influencers yeah. in the background mm-hmm. and um her sister-in-law is very famous isn't And so basically one of the things that I didn't even know, she goes, Hey, if you're going to launch stuff, you should have this many pictures, this many videos. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? And then even Gary went through and they said, look how many he has to post and they sent him. So we, we realized, okay, we need to have a bunch. So what we did, and then when we launched in January... We would do two, three podcasts a Friday and then we mm-hmm. just killed it. And then we we're like, oh my gosh, we literally have too many in a backlog. People so, would eat yeah.
1: emailing us like, Hey, when's my episode going to release?" like, like two now. months from now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we yeah. talked about an
0: event
2: and yeah. it's like months ago. Yeah, yeah. So we
0: basically stopped doing it for two months and said, okay. And mm-hmm. we caught up and now we're releasing it more faster. But our goal this year was to do 50. We surpassed that. And, um, but you just get more comfortable and then yeah. it just it becomes you know, fun. Honestly,
2: yeah. like. I used to never want to do this stuff. Now it's just like, cool, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. um, It's exciting. So have you guys seen, now that you're starting to put it out there, because I feel like there's a certain level. A lot of people start a show, start a podcast, get to maybe 10, 15 episodes. Like, oh, I haven't gotten a new client, so I'm going to give up. I think it's the people that stick with it are the ones that reap the benefits. So have you guys seen people listening to the show and seeing it on social media and reaching out to you and be like, I listen to that. Isn't it awesome 100%. when that starts happening? i her answer also,
1: like, for us, it wasn't even just that. I mean, I don't think... Like, for us, when we decided to start the podcast, yes, we were like, this could be a good form of marketing, but we never told ourselves... Hey, we're going to do like, you know, 15 episodes and if it's not working, we're going to quit because the one thing that we definitely learned from Gary Vee and that I'm even learning now is this is a long game. Mm -hmm. And I can't even necessarily tie it back and go like, well, this person came to me directly through the podcast Mm -hmm. and therefore it makes it worth it. So it's not the same as doing like, you know, a mailer or Google ads or something Mm. where you're actually tracking data of like clients who come to you. It's more like, like branding, like how many clients have I gotten now? Because it's somebody I worked with before and they forgot about me, but now they saw me on Mm. Instagram or heard about our podcast or got something that came back to me that would have otherwise gone to somebody else.
2: It's so cool. And I think what's cool with podcasts. And I think I've kind of seen this trend change where, a couple of years ago, everyone wanted this really highly polished one minute commercial marketing video with drones flying over and that can come off a little bit fake where when you listen to a podcast, you actually get to know the people. And I was a podcast. I'm like, that's my friend. I've never met that person, but it's probably the same with yours where people actually genuinely get to hear you guys speaking comfortably. And I think nowadays in business that builds a certain level of trust because you probably meet with people and they, they come in almost already knowing you it's literally raw
1: like we don't even edit yeah. really any of these episodes Paco doesn't cut really anything out mm-hmm. um, unless there's maybe like some technical thing with yeah. you know, I always the mentioned or something.
0: something they're like hey I probably can't disclose that just yet can you take that out yeah you know yeah. It's yeah. Like they slip but that's happened
1: like once or twice yeah. you yeah. know so yeah. it's pretty much just straight and it's real yeah Yeah, it is and so people do feel like they know us Mm -hmm. or we'll meet people that we don't even know now they'll reach out to us just want to talk or come in the office or meet with us because they like listen to the podcast now Mm -hmm. or somebody introduced them to it so it more it's like brand awareness but also people feel like they get to know you they want to do business with you they feel like you're an expert in that industry because you speak on it now and you just put yourself out there Mm -hmm. and then you're also doing something that a lot of people are uncomfortable with like most people don't want to come in here it's true i've literally we literally have some people that could be a wealth of knowledge that literally even still have that viewpoint that they don't want to put themselves out there or they think there's some sort of liability involved Mm -hmm. in like talking. And it's really funny to me because I'm like, you got to get over that. It's like really old school thinking nowadays. If anybody wants to find anything out about you, they will. Mm -hmm. But for your business and for your life, just to put it out there and like let people get to know you, that's never bad for business ever. Mm.
2: It's so
0: funny. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say is that I think. People, the problem is, is we live in a world with instant gratification, as you know. So you're mm-hmm. over here trying to talk to a client, saying you need to do this for a year, and they're going, "Well, how much is going to cost?" I mean, we we don't sit, we didn't sit here. We just said we're going to do this. Well, people are like, "Oh, do you do this? That? No. What mm-hmm. do you want to get out of it?" I was like, "Crystal, we do this. We're going to lose money, and we might not get nothing out of it. But we're going to do it for like a year, and let's just see where it goes." Mm-hmm. That literally was our mindset. Let's just have yeah. fun with it. This is fun. We work in our jobs. It's stressful. It's a lot of work. This is coming here and fun. Sometimes it's stressful because you're trying to do your work and you got to do this and you committed to it. Mm-hmm. And then, right about six months, is all of a sudden everything started to change where it's mm-hmm. like things started coming back. And now it's like you get an email like, hey, can you price out this deal or this? And all of a sudden, somebody's like, oh, it's Kenny, the famous guy from Value at KK." Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm famous or anything. Yeah. But people are putting you on this pedestal. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize they're putting you on this pedestal is because, like Crystal said, People aren't willing to do this, but they think it's great that you are and you're Mm -hmm. this, but then you become an authoritative figure Mm -hmm. in a space, and then you become a name, and that's what you're trying to tell clients, right? You're like, this is a long game. It could take two, three years. I mean, we went on the uh, Business Brothers podcast, and they said they did 80 episodes, and they didn't get nothing. Mm -hmm. There was nothing out of it. Nobody even watched it.
1: They had like one listener for like months. And they kept going going, and we
0: were like, wow.
1: And they mm. podcast every day. Yeah. Every day. It
2: reminds me, I don't know if you've seen the movie The Big Short with Christian oh, yeah. Bale's character. And like he sees this trend and he's everyone's like, dude, what are you doing? You're fired. And then all of a sudden it works. And he just sits back. And that's kind of how it is with a lot of my clients is I tell them up front, I'm like, give it three four months to really build and grow that's
1: probably not and even then long enough
2: it's honestly i'd give them i'll a tell year, them yeah, year yeah, like, a year yeah i think realistically it's probably four five six months but i tell them three months is when like you might start seeing something especially because we film every week for a show
1: well and then people are so skeptical you're like i have to get you in to just commit to yeah. three months and then at three months if mm-hmm. you can see a, a little inkling of yeah. progress then you can exactly yeah, yeah. and
2: yeah. then you'll start and it, i've seen it happen every time i've seen it well that's not true I've I've seen it happen to the people who stick with it. I've yeah. seen people drop off after two months. A lot of people they... do. That's right here. That's like the that's the thing right there. Um it's, it's like a month period. It's it's work, it's an works. investment, I get it. But then you start to see people see your stuff and reach out, and all of a sudden it's like an avalanche. And it happened with my business too. And I'm lucky enough where I'm producing so many podcasts that I get to kind of just piggyback off of their stuff. And That's I'll just, awesome. I'll post a behind the scene photo of like, we just had so-and-so on the show I'm producing and I can kind of use that. But now just like with my personal social media, I have people contacting me every day about, Media marketing, distribution, production good for stuff. You. That's and it's, awesome. It's really exciting. With and it's going back to what you said. Like, I hate call, cold calling. I don't ever want to cold call someone. Um, you don't
1: have to these days. You don't,
2: and that's yeah. what's cool about this kind of stuff. If you're really smart, strategic, you conceptualize something that is good and act like actually good. Not like, oh, I'm going to put this show out there. But you think about the audience and create something that's genuinely entertaining then you start to reap those benefits once people really catch on to it.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm going to throw I'm throwing something that's like off topic here. But um I was thinking about when you asked the question about Joe Rogan, and mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in a guest that's going to be like, what? So Bernie Sanders comes on Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And so then a rapper came in after like later <laughs> mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I watched that Bernie Sanders. And I was like a rapper that's smoking a joint. I forget, some guy that's like – Like, he's, you know. Yeah. 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 And so, he's like, you know it was cool that he brought Bernie Sanders on? He's like, I don't even know the guy. I don't even like the guy. Just watch your show, Joe. Mm -hmm. He's like, what? He's like, the guy for once in his life got to sit down, not on cameras, not some bullshit interview, and just tell a story and just Mm -hmm. talk openly. Just say whatever the hell he wants to do as a president Mm -hmm. or what he thinks without getting interrupted, or you can't say this, or if you Mm -hmm. say that, you're going to get criticized. Just be free and say it. And I think even Joe said, that's what I wanted to do. Like, I don't know if you liked Bernie or this. He just came on and was just open and flowing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was like the cool thing. I think if you go back to radio, it's probably like Howard Stern was like when you could do that, you right. know? So I think that's why Joe Rogan's so famous and popular because he gets everybody on. They know when I go on there, I can just be free, really. I can, mm-hmm. Elon Musk can smoke joints. He can drink whiskey. Yeah. He can do oh, yeah. whatever. But that's what you're getting. But, but that's the experience. But he <sighs> can never do that on news because they wouldn't allow it.
2: Yeah. And they don't have to give canned answers. and It's not going to get spun. It's like, no, I actually have enough time to say my thought from beginning to end without 20 other people dissecting it. And yeah. I think a
0: podcast gives this like, it's not the news. It's not fake. It's not this. It's not structured. We're just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we could be... You know, at a bar somewhere having lunch, having this conversation, mm-hmm. we're just recording. It. That's yeah. what we always said. People.
1: But th- that's why people love listening to podcasts, too, because it's like you're sitting there for that conversation that you wouldn't otherwise be able to have with someone. Mm-hmm. it's like that's sort of the vibe of a podcast. It's yeah. very like raw and real. You're like, I feel like I know this person now mm-hmm. a little bit.
0: Yeah. I was talking to a lady a couple of days ago. They that she basically helps build brands. It's um a, a big company and um she was saying that speaking or podcast is we always are trying to get clients to do that and commit and be successful because that can build
2: your brand faster than anything Mm -hmm. else almost yeah i mean you see that
0: what do you think from that like that point of view
2: totally and you probably you talked about gary v basically gary v his podcast is his keystone to his whole marketing plan so You guys probably know this, but for the people who aren't listening, basically Gary and you guys probably do this. And now it's becoming more the norm, but he films and records his podcast, puts it out there on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Then he'll take that hour-long video, chop it up into little one-minute segments, and it's called, like, the pillared content. And that's kind of what I basically package up. Like, that's pretty much what I'm offering with my company. But it's so smart because for one hour of filming, you can – Extract Holy so much of it's insane. Sometimes you, can, you
0: get some amazing nuggets that those yeah, things are just.
2: Exactly.
1: We honestly don't even do enough of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's one of those things that we probably have so much content now that we could be doing. And that's what we it's preach time. to people all the it time. Is. Though, It's yeah. like, if you want to take the time and you don't really want to be in the camera in front of the camera all the time, all day, every day, mm-hmm. Like, doing one episode like this, you could get, like, 10, 12, 15 snippets out and of that. just keep hat. beating the shit exactly. out of Exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah, at least. And if you think about that, you know, especially with this, you have it all set up. Or, you know, if someone at home has a microphone, one hour of your day or one hour of your week is enough content to put it out there on all these different platforms for the rest of your week. So I always tell people, especially business owners, you know, time is money. Time is everything for you guys. I can't have – you can't be out on set all day. Filming, yeah. you know, a five-minute video. You're not a celebrity. You don't get paid yeah, to do that. exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. you need to come in, film your stuff, and then get out of here and go pay your bills and yeah. get more sales. And then let us, you know, take it and chop it up and all that stuff. And probably the biggest problem that my client's running into is, like, I have so much content now that I need help actually sharing it and using it. Um, so what's cool about running a business, and I'm sure you guys see this, like, you kind of navigate and you add stuff and you take away and you see what works. So I had to add social media management to my services because it's basically as an upsell it's like we can create all this content and for most people i would just give it to them and they'll have you know their marketing or social media team do it but some people don't have you know a full marketing team so they're like dude i can't post every day blah 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 so i'm like all right well we'll do that for you now too so now that's kind of another thing that i'm doing for my company is just basically the beginning to end. So what's your, what's your team um, made up of? Like who's on your team mm -hmm. or what do they do? So I'm kind of the head of it. Um, What I do and this kind of my main focus and really what I like is sort of conceptualizing the shows, figuring out, you know, what's a show that we can create that's funny, entertaining, that would actually get people listening. And then also marketing your brand. Um, Because if you, if you do it the other way around where you just want to create something that markets yourself, People see right through that instantly. It's like, oh, this dude's just trying to. Nobody wants sell a hard me. sell all the yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I and a lot of people come to me being like, I want to market myself and get more sales, and I kind of flip the script and I say, let's come up with something that people actually want to listen to and find enter. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like that's why I understand. I never mm-hmm. went the hell's jab, jab, jab. It's give, give. The give. sales are sort and of a ads. side effect. Yeah. Though so love, uh, good and one. you know Frank Kern, right? Mm-hmm. So Frank Kern's big thing is he tested. He just did a whole thing. I said it's a monty. It's like he spent a hundred grand. He's like, I did the straight punch in the face. Here's a sale. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. Then I did like a hybrid between this and that. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I did the. Here's three things I'm gonna put out to an audience that are gonna educate you and get you pulled in, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna slap you in the face with an ad and. This one, these two brought in more leads, but they didn't make it. They didn't make the money. Mm-hmm. This one brought in the mesa, least amount of leads, Highest but this conversion. Yeah. But this made the money. Mm-hmm. They, Lost money on these two, destroyed it on that yeah. one. It's like so. That's why I do this. Exactly. It's the jab, jab, right hook. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever. It's content. Whatever you do. I think mm-hmm. people just think like, let's just go for the sale. That's educating is the new sale. Exactly. That's what I learned from Gary right. Like, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's what he's so good at. And I think, honestly, like, he might be I'm not saying he's had the concept, but he's one of the first ones that probably discovered that mm-hmm. because the wine thing – He's the most
1: out there with it. He was yeah. in the
0: wine club, yeah. and it was just talking about wine. He t- wasn't even selling on there. Mm-hmm. It was just like – and it was terrible. But he learned, like, I'm just educating people. They yeah. Love
1: it. And that's the other thing. I feel like uh, people are always scared to get out there and get started. Um, when we were looking at this, I was sort of obsessing over it. I, uh, do that. But – so I went back and I looked at a bunch of different people's, like, first podcast episodes or, like, first videos. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, that was awful. Yeah. And then I was like, we're going to suck in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, but it gave me the confidence to go, like, okay, these people started here and we got to start. Like, there's no yeah. way that you come out you can come out the gate and be, like, fabulous. We all want to and we all imagine it going that way. But the truth of the matter is you don't just, like, play a sport for the first time and, like, exactly. knock it out of the park either. Yeah. So it's like getting started is the hardest part for people.
2: So Ex- i trying to go yeah. back to
0: your team. I know we we're kind of yeah. off. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And real quick on that, I'll get back to it. I always tell people the I can swear on this, right? Oh, yeah. Like the shittiest video putting it out there is still better than not putting anything out Thank there at you. all. That's I. And for, you can, like, here's an it's example.
1: Than everybody else does. Oh, you, you know? pick it
2: apart yourself. Yeah. And it's so funny because I remember talking with someone and they're like, man, have you seen what my competitor put out? This video is so bad. I can't believe. It. And I'm like, dude, he Look at what though. we're doing right now. You're complaining about this dude's video when he isn't even thinking about you, and he's out using these. You know what I mean? You know the so- best thing
0: is, is he's thanking you because you're. Your competitor, you're talking about him exactly because he got your attention. Yeah, he won. Yeah, it's about attention. Not we didn't say Gary didn't say or any of you guys. Let's put out the best shit and get the attention. Like Grant's, like my first book that he read. He goes, "If you have the original copy, there's so many grammar. It's the biggest people like this is a joke. (laughs) Exactly. That's what you're talking about. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So I, I always tell people that just something to think about too. Like the get over that fear because. Chances are it's probably going to be better. We're training attention, right? We're yeah, training attention. exactly. Um, to go back to your question, so I kind of oversee everything. I have a producer who helps um, schedule, book guests for the different shows. I have a production team, um, videographers, editors, and then I just added on a social media manager. So kind of nice. beginning to end. Um, Do you guys have your own studio then? or? Yeah, so I have, um, I'm partnered with a financial advising firm. So she, they're one of my clients, and then we – they built out this production studio, kind of similar to this. And then when we're not filming with their stuff, I have access to use that studio the rest of nice. the time. So cool. it's worked out really well. Yeah. I see that becoming more um, popular as like building something like this mm-hmm. out.
0: And I thought about it, but I'm like, we don't want another. We don't have time for anything else. Mm-hmm. But somebody people are building out like a cool office where. You can do the green screen and mm-hmm. this and that. And like renting it out or whatever. Cause totally. it's, it's smart because people are like, I can film, but they're like, they can't do it at home and this and that. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, when you come in the studio and you, you have it and it's quiet, you're not, you can just, like you mm-hmm. said, come in, knock it out and leave. Yeah. It's like, boom, you're ready to go. Or you like know? you
1: said, I, we were talking about it, I think, before the show is like, it gets redundant being in the same space all the time. Mm-hmm. So even for people who do have a space, but they just need a change of environment to mm-hmm. keep it interesting. It's like another reason why it's nice to have these little studios and people that you can use to utilize their different spaces too.
2: Exactly. I mean, it's so cool if you think about it. And if you look back 20 years ago, you know, there was one news, ABC had a studio and that was it in an entire city. Now with the cost going down for gear, I mean, literally everyone has a high definition camera in their pocket. This production studio that you have right here would have cost hundreds of thousands of dollars 20 years ago. And now, you know, with a, Small, sizable investment. You can literally have your own production studio. I mean, we so probably. Really put, cool.
0: I mean, that's pa, that's Paco's camera. Paco just said, "Let's just buy." Sorry, Francisco. I call Paco. These cameras were like we went basic. They're two hundred bucks. I mean. You've got this. I mean, you're talking maybe five, six thousand dollars. don't have any. And
1: of don't undersell
2: yourself. If you're listening to this, the studio's sick, okay? No, uh, so. no, but what I'm saying is you're five, six
0: grand, yeah. but it, it, it was a wall and then elaborate. But what but I'm you saying you don't is, even
1: have to have this. Like, you no, could right, have exactly.
0: yeah. It's it funny. We had a guy, on, uh, that went on um, Tim Ferriss' podcast. Uh-huh. And he's like, he's thinking, like, oh, he's like, I get there and Tim's like, here, clip this on you. We're gonna sit on chairs like Kumbaya. Tim's like, like on his couch
1: at home. He's like, or like the crappiest
0: setup, and like, yeah, because that's Tim's vibe. That's mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. He has a huge audience. Yeah, exactly. And so I, th- I mean, I listen to um, uh, London Real. You ever heard of him? No. Okay, he know. has a. Re- he's in London. He used to be a banker, moved to London, and he gets really, really good guests. Mm-hmm. He's a very unique individual, but he has just the baddest ass studio. It's like kind of mm-hmm. dark and cool and um but that works for him i think grant kind of stole a little bit ideas from grant's new studio for him because Mm -hmm. it's so cool but i think people don't realize that it's just about getting started Mm -hmm. and that's that's what people go what's the advice the advice is is go get started if you can't go hire somebody like you Mm -hmm. they could just get you going and you got to get the rhythm because once you get past i mean a month or two you start the confidence, the conversations. Mm-hmm. I mean, we used to have questions and stuff, and we kind of went away because I feel like Go I've interviewed it, yeah 65, 70 people, whatever now, whatever we're at. It's like I kind of know the flow in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I also it's like about
1: are- your vibe again. Like mm-hmm. I know people who have – certain people have had – very successful podcast that they've had for a long time and they still do questions and mm-hmm. they want to be prepared and they do things. No, totally. And then there's other people who like, I guarantee you Gary Vee's not writing any questions right. or his episodes. <laughs> so you have people from all walks and that mm-hmm. do things differently that, and you can be successful either which way you want to be, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter really.
2: I mean, just going off vibes and not to get too deep or anything, but I think if you're actively going out and creating something like this, you're putting yourself out there, you're making yourself vulnerable and more often than not, it's probably going to be relatively good. You know, relative is a general word, but it's not going to suck. And I think just people are supportive of you trying new things, especially with podcasts, video, social media. You're starting it in your own personal network, you know? So if I put something out there and it's embarrassing, See my dad will text me, me and he'll be like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. And I'll take it down. <laughs> I'm not, it's not gonna like Actually, yeah, I've done that a couple times. We're like, OK, I learned from it. I'm still going to be posting, but I'll. Switch it up so like it's better every time, yeah. so it gives you a little bit of room to mess around with it where you're not gonna you're not gonna put out your first podcast and it's gonna be nationwide and like it's gonna explode and your career's over you know you build it slowly but surely, so it's exciting kind of utilizing that too to your advantage
1: and it is too like it's it's just like anything whether you have like a goal to work out so mm. or get in shape or lose yeah. so much weight or whatever your goal is like start a new career pick up a hobby, whatever. Like when you first start, it's hard. Like Mm. it's, it's like, okay, I'm not sure about this. And, but then the longer you go, it, you get better. Mm. And then it is really nice to look back. Like we have looked back a couple of times and been like, Oh wow. But you also like find yourself. In the process. Like, you are you don't know exactly. Like, you think you know in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then as you go through, it kind of evolves and changes. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of cool that people get to see that also with you. And your clients also, again, build, like, a deeper bond with you because they've watched you grow Mm -hmm. and evolve. Like, so that's part of the process. Like, sucking is definitely part of the process.
2: It's part of life. Yes. Like, if I look back on anything what I did five years ago, I was – Really bad at it. I mean, so probably bad at a lot of things. But now I'm at least a little bit better. It's the same with starting a podcast or video series. It's kind of fun, almost like you actually. It's something you can literally look back on and track your progress. Similar to working out, if you take a before and after. If you're doing a weekly podcast, you can look back a year ago and be like, "Man, that wasn't very good," but compared to where we are now. We're doing a lot better, you know? No,
0: I, th- I think it's crazy. And I think what you're making the point is, is that, you know, to do a studio, that amount of money, but not even that, just building a studio, but then to, like, put the content out there, the cost of every mm-hmm. single episode. It's funny, um, you know, who Dean Graciosi is? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I follow a lot of these guys because mm-hmm. especially Dean was on um, on TV. Mm-hmm. And then Dean basically didn't do social media, like, t- literally till recently. But then Dean... Is like the man when it comes to marketing. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, so he goes, What does he do? Is like, I'm gonna go sit down with the best guys and cause he can get in front of them. And they go, just do this. So he hired all the people, and all the people he own have hired are no education, 18, 20 year olds. Mm-hmm. And the guy that's running his two hundred thousand dollar Facebook ad spend per week is 18 years old. Mm-hmm. When he came in, he was 17. And so the point is is Dean friggin' launched and grew this thing because he mm-hmm. knows how to do it. But he was like I basically wanted to do info commercials. So I went and saw Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. and I saw his thing and I went and copied him. And then I was like, wait a minute, how do I get from this videotape to into the TV? How do Mm -hmm. I do this? Like, he's like, I didn't know how to do this, but he goes, the amount of time and effort is, it was a nightmare. And now it's like, like you're just saying, you could take a phone, hook it up there, have a conversation. That thing can be posted. Like now you couldn't even fathom that 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Never.
2: I think that's says a lot about how connected we are and how quickly the media industry can change. And that's ultimately why I got into this industry in the first place is because I'm fascinated about the influence mass media can have. We're all connected from us to people in China, to South America, to Australia, we can all connect in a matter of instantly basically. And I think that's a really powerful thing. Um, And people can use that for good or for bad. You can create really crappy reality shows, or you can create really helpful educational podcasts, um and I also think what's interesting what you kind of said about TV is I remember when I was, you know, maybe maybe 15 years ago, my favorite TV show was Survivor. Oh, and yeah. my family oh, no. and I, we'd sit down every Thursday at 7:30 and we'd be like, Survivor's on. Come yeah. on guys, and like you'd all sit down and you'd pick your favorite spot on the couch and you'd watch it and there'd be a 1-minute commercial break and you'd run and get like a snack. Now thinking about me ever sitting down at like 7:30 to watch a show is Crazy, ludicrous, you right? Yes, yeah. yeah, beyond crazy. I not yeah.
1: have cable, yeah, like, exactly. Literally. You laugh so.
2: Down. So, the, and that's going back to like the before and after of tracking it. That's so powerful. Just thinking about how you know the media is a billion dollar industry and something that was so normal seems so foreign now, Listened, yeah. And the people I always tell people like the people who can just kind of notice those trends and just be a little bit ahead of the curve can take advantage of it and then ultimately capitalize on it, which is the fun, cool, exciting part.
1: And the thing um that we've been looking at recently too is uh that I like is you have these like huge influencers or people like the Gary V's or the Dean Graziosis mm-hmm. or just anybody, whatever what whether it's like Kim Kardashian or all these mm-hmm. other people, skinny confidential. Yeah. All these people. But then you have people who are now called micro influencers. Mm -hmm. So even though you like have, if you have 400 followers or you have Mm 4,000 or you have 400,000 followers, you're influencing somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot, it's, it's a heck of a lot more than having a one-on-one meeting with somebody Mm -hmm. or picking up the phone and cold calling someone. Now you can get in front of whether it's 200 people, you could have only had one person Mm -hmm. or five people instead of one person, you know? So it's like, for me, I think to now with social media there's so many people who are big like big big that Mm -hmm. other people are now like well I'm not gonna be that person I'm I'm not gonna well they all started with nothing like again I've gone down scroll all the way down their Instagram feed and go like okay six years ago when this person started look they were still like they Mm -hmm. were like us like posting pictures of family or like out to dinner or whatever and now they've evolved to this point why because they did it every day Mm -hmm. and also like I don't need to have a million followers I could have 10,000 or I could have 3,000 or I could have 500 or Mm -hmm. whatever like but that's your sphere of influence.
2: Exactly. Like you're
1: influencing people no matter how many.
2: It's good for two. It's good for the consumer because we can so easily find exactly what we want. And there's no excuse not to go find something to educate yourself or entertain yourself. Like you should never be bored. I mean, honestly, don't stare at your phone or your computer all day. Go out and exercise or whatever. But there's so much content out there that the consumer can find good stuff. And then like you were saying, you know, from the content creator, the business owner, the marketer, you can so narrow down who you're trying to reach Mm -hmm. that you can, and you have the ability to reach those people too. So that's really cool. And that's always what I tell people when um, we're conceptualizing a new show for a client. It's like, well, okay, who do you wanna reach? Let's really figure that out. Age, location, what are their interests? How much money are they making? Down to, you know, as much detail as we can. Now that we know that, okay, what what can we create that'll actually stop them from scrolling or capture their attention for a couple minutes and provide some sort of value or entertainment? And then the last thing is, okay, cool, what's that follow-up call to action where you've got their attention for a couple minutes? What are are you going to do to then turn them into a client? So um, it's a really, really interesting opportunity. I mean, with a lot of the shows that I produce, we know exactly – who we're talking to you know i tell even when when my when my clients first start i'm like we know who your audience is almost close your eyes and just imagine like you're sitting across the table from that person and just talk to them directly Mm -hmm. and it's it's pretty cool when that happens
0: no i think that's good what do you think um what's kind of working for you guys the best like what are you seeing the best results from Mm -hmm. like somebody coming in that's you know whether they're doing it or getting started from what formula
2: I think the most important thing is just consistency. Um, A lot of people try something and give up because it doesn't immediately, you know, it's that instant gratification versus thinking long-term. I think with, you know, social media nowadays, you post a photo and it doesn't get as many likes as you were hoping and it bums you out. Um, You can't let that discourage you. I always just try to tell people, you know, think long-term, let's really map out realistic goals for a year out. And then we can track those as we're going versus oh this picture didn't get a hundred likes so this sucks. Um, I think in w- what's good about when you're mapping out those longer term goals, little hurdles like that are nothing. You know it's like cool. Well yeah this photo didn't do it that well but who cares? We're trucking forward and yeah we we still got <laughs> nine months of this to go. Like yeah. we're not going to let that little thing hold us up. So that's really the key is consistency, sticking with it, not giving up. And just in our society I think people respect that you know. You stick with something, and the more you stick with it, the the results will be there. It's just like working out. Honestly, that's the way. Kind of like what you mentioned before. Right.
1: Well, and you're experimenting too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, I'll take that constructively yeah. and try something different.
2: Exactly. Be fluid too. Yeah. Be willing to change things. Oh, for and, sure. Especially in marketing. Yeah. Exactly. And that's going back to how quickly things change. I mean, even the shows I'm producing now that are only a couple months old, from where we started to where we are today things change, you know, and we, rather than getting discouraged that your photo didn't go viral or whatever, use it as a learning point and be like, okay, cool. Well, That didn't work. So I'm going to try something slightly different on this next one. And you just keep going with, I always kind of imagine it as like, it's a river and you're just paddling along. You don't want to try and fight it. You just go with the flow and you make minor adjustments. And as long as you stick with it, that's where the success comes from.
1: So when somebody comes to you and talks to you about, okay, well, I want to start a show. I want to do this what kind of commitments do you talk to them about? Like this is sort of the commitment that you really need to have and Mm -hmm. make in order to be successful at this or give it like a real shot.
2: Mm -hmm. So I try to map out about one month where we meet once a week for about an hour to figure out what the show is. Uh, And a lot of times we'll start with one idea and by the time we figure it out and we're happy with it and we've got the name of the show, it could be something totally different And then what my goal for my company is I actually try to take care of all the behind the scenes stuff. So all the content, all the graphics, um, we schedule all the guests, we do all the bookings. So in terms of um, time commitment, I tell people basically, I want you to walk into the studio at three o'clock and you're out the door by four o'clock and you have, you know, I'll give you a quick prep on the guest that's coming in. But it's like you guys said, you know, once you've done it a couple of times, and that's what's cool about a lot of my clients and the people who host the shows, they just walk in, they'll talk with the guest for a couple of minutes, be like, all right, cool. Let's hit the cameras, film the episode and they're out the door. So a lot of my clients actually find a lot of value in that where it's like, okay, cool. I know I'm creating all this stuff and it's a very small time commitment for me, especially um, for me, I'm trying to connect with, you know, kind of hired net worth individuals who have the, money to invest in themselves to do this I Agree, yeah. And, and time is everything for those guys they don't want to they'd rather spend more money to be in and out the door as quickly as possible 100%. Well, they kind of
1: have to right because they're busy yeah. they're like i'm busy let yeah. me pay the money and you exactly. make it you just make it happen
2: yeah so my goal is i'm like if this takes more than an hour of your time each week then i'm doing something wrong and they that's where most of the clients actually get probably the value out of this is cool i'm not getting blown up every day and i don't have to be on set for 12 hours a week kind of thing
1: and finding guests and yeah that takes a lot of content i'm sure you guys
2: know all finding that. good guests yeah
0: because yeah. Yeah. you're how do, you, how do you go about that
2: um i've i do a few different things i've been able to build up a good network um i work with a few pr companies where i'll basically say you know hey here's my list of shows i create um like this scheduling platform for every individual show. So I'll if I find someone cool, I'll say, hey, take this link, go in and find a date and time that works for you, and then book it. So I don't know if you guys do anything like that, but that's something that's super helpful, um, just kind of streamlining the scheduling. Calendly leg. or something.
1: We use Calendly. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: yeah. It's, it's like a glorified Calendly kind of thing. Um, But, yeah, like working with PR companies. I mean, nowadays there's so many – people that understand the value of coming on things like this you know i'm excited to get this and repurpose it for my own marketing and things like that so when i get invited to stuff like this it's not a chore to me it's like sweet and awesome opportunity to go get myself out there meet new people and that's what's cool about it is if you're reaching out to people you're never going to get like a no screw you i don't want to be on your show it's like yeah that sounds awesome let me know when i can come on um and then we were kind of talking about you know using guests on your show to tap into their network um with any show you know you kind of have to start a little bit smaller but you build off that guest list you build off that network and you you know you start growing it over time and then after that you can start getting you know the bigger people on your shows and that's that's when it gets pretty cool because it's like oh wow they they got some cool people on the show all of a sudden and that's exciting to see so
0: pr people are good at helping you find guests yeah i mean
2: it's cool that's like their job you know pr people get hired by companies to get more press so i'll reach out to i work with a few different pr companies here in san diego and i'll say i have just a list of all the different shows the topics when we film where it's distributed the you know viewership and all that and then i'll say hey here's all the different shows i'm producing send it out to your you know your client list and then all they have to do is click the link and book a date so nice that and so for yeah for any podcast creators out there um PR companies are a great resource they literally get paid to do it it's kind of exciting
0: do they do anything else for you
2: um not really actually uh one cool thing is i reached out to a PR company and they i'm talking to them right now or they actually want to produce their own show and then they're going to basically bring on their clients as just so smart. Additional value for them. So they so they have a client and it's like, all right, we're producing the show. We're gonna have you come on and talk about your latest event or your latest cool thing that's happening. Very I'm like, smart. Sweet. There we go. Like, so yeah, PR companies are good. Um, if you're I guess this is just some advice for the listeners out there. What I've seen when you're trying to get those higher level people, they get so many requests, you know, podcast requests, TV show requests. Um couple pieces of advice when you're reaching out to those people is one keep it short and sweet and to the point like this is what the show is this is where it's airing and then this is what you'll get out of it and then obviously beef it up as much as possible like throw in you know Spotify Apple NBC Amazon whatever you can and just give them some sort of like okay if I dedicate my time for this what am I going to get out of it you know be like we'll send you um behind the scene photos promo videos things like that so that's what I've seen work with, like, the bigger guests. Um, just reach okay. out to them. I mean, now all their contact information's out there, so just yeah. do some research. Tell them what the show is, where it's airing, and what they're going to get out of being on the show.
1: It seems like what they're going to get out of being on the show is kind of a big one because it's like we're asking you for a favor, sort mm-hmm. of, when you're like that person that has that big following, but I'm going to give you value in this way, mm-hmm. which is really nice. I mean, and I think at least for them, they're used to being on a public platform. Mm-hmm. So they just have to have enough motivation to want to go on your public yes. platform, but bringing them some sort of value instead of asking them to basically do you a favor with nothing in return.
2: Exactly. hundred percent. Provide yeah. something in return. Yes. Um, and what's cool too, I think a lot of them can relate, you know, like they all started from somewhere too. They are probably blowing up, and again, you know, it's still flattering, I'm sure, when they, hey, you know, hey, would you want to come on our show? Uh, most of the time, they, I've gotten positive responses, you know, reaching out, and again, like, shoot for the stars, Yeah. what's the worst that's going to happen? They don't respond, like, who cares, you know?
1: Whatever, try again. I reach out okay. to people all the time who yeah. don't
2: respond to me, so yeah. it happens, Yeah. You
0: know? Oh, for sure, they're not all going to respond. Yeah, like, exactly. Especially when they have tons of DMs or
2: whatever mm-hmm. sitting there, uh. DM yeah box. But it's worth a shot. You know, you never know if someone's gonna say yes. And just looking at the you know, the wall up here, like I've had all, all a lot of these people on the shows just from literally emailing them or reaching out or sending them a message on Instagram and asking, you know, doesn't hurt to say no. Or doesn't hurt to ask worse or, what's yeah, worse than happen is gonna say no. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: No, I totally agree. <laughs> um gosh, I just had a question, it just blew my mind. Um I was gonna ask
2: you. Um let me ask you guys a question. Yeah, maybe we'll come back to me. Where do you see media in your industry going, and how do you guys kind of plan on like taking advantage of it? Down, I mean, now that we're going into 2020, new decade, if we go back and listen to this podcast 10 years from now, like where do you think we'll be, aside from the show being much better? Wildly popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. huge. <laughs> aside from you guys being international superstars, yeah. like, what trends are you guys seeing in your industry?
0: Crystals is in commercial. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I feel
1: like my industry is, like, sort of ancient. Like, mm-hmm. we are really slow to get there. It's funny because I've been... Um, doing some Google ads and stuff, it's like hard to even find competitors. Like I know that they're out there somewhere, but there's not very many of them. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, in my industry, commercial, there are more people doing more, but we're so far behind. Like right now, technology is like a broker feels really cool because he has a drone video Mm -hmm. for his um, listing. That's That's like – That's
2: exciting. That's good for you though. Yeah. Like that's the best thing you could possibly do because you're so – Yes so much at the forefront you're becoming a leader in that space
1: i don't even know anybody who does commercial financing who's involved really in social media i Mm -hmm. see some brokers who are now starting and posting their videos but again i think they haven't gotten out of that like whole mindset of it needing to be really well produced like Mm -hmm. their videos are all like fancy so you can tell they spend a lot of money on it you're Mm -hmm. like that's great, but then like all those times in between, let's start posting. So I do think that for us we're just gonna continue to evolve and like get on the social media bandwagon, mm-hmm. hopefully, because there are just like the big names out there. It's like Grant Cardone and like mm-hmm. a handful There's of Those companies people.
0: like I saw C B R E, they have a podcast. I think they're I think they're all slowly the bigger mm-hmm. companies that companies like let's start a podcast. Or mm-hmm. they're doing some stuff, dabbling. I think in residential, um there are some people. Decent amount, yeah. There's trying to start do some podcasting. I think mm-hmm. in sales too, but there's a lot of video in this. But I think honestly, just getting in front of the camera like I do and like sharing about all your knowledge of what mm-hmm. you know right now is like I don't, I don't think a lot of people are doing it probably that consistent. Like just every single topic you can think of, just get on and have a video mm-hmm. about it. Like I, I'm not saying I'm the only one, but there's not many people that probably write on the whiteboard and just start talking about topic after topic. Mm-hmm. After. And I think that's helping you out. But in 10 years, boy, I can't even – I can't even think what yeah. would be. who knows,
2: right? I th-
1: well, now everybody's trying to jump on like TikTok. Like I haven't even yeah. begun to figure that thing out. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I am not entertaining enough to do a TikTok uh-huh. video. But I
0: think – but, you know, it's funny. Was it Billy Jean or somebody said he goes in the future. He's like a restaurant's just going to have a video where it shows you walking in and it's going to be a video like when you click on Yelp. it's going to be like you're going to see a video of the restaurant and about it Mm -hmm. and that's where i'm like why aren't people doing that it's like here's my restaurant you click on their website but it's like why isn't it like the video walks them through and Mm -hmm. here's the bar and here's this and this is what's popular menu it it's like selling you on the restaurant but it's just telling you about it Mm -hmm. right i see that in the near future becoming more and more common like Mm -hmm. everybody's gonna have a video that talks about their restaurant or their Mortgage company or their real estate company or their video, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? Like, but I think people are just so slow to adapt. Like, there are
1: so many people doing it already now. So, it even sounds ancient and kind of funny for him to even say that there's so many people doing it. But then there's also just, like, probably... 90 percent of the world that's also not doing right. it hire, so yeah well,
0: probably 95
2: you probably know what what
0: are you uh-huh. what are you seeing what do you think
2: so it's funny because you guys are kind of two different spaces that are actually very opposite almost where i think you're in a great position because the industries where no one's doing anything it's like cool you're gonna pop ahead and be the leader i think right so. away like yeah. i work with a lot of people in the finance industry mm-hmm. and they're same thing like old school spending thousands of dollars printing out mailers and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. So like I work with a really young financial advisor and because he's savvy about, you know, using media, using video, using a podcast, even though he's younger, he's reaching so many more people than these old school established financial advisors. So that's kind of how I see, you know, like you're doing the right thing and more residential. I see a lot of, Everyone's being like, you got to have a video. You got to be doing this, like the Tom Ferries, the Brian Buffinis, all those coaches are like, everybody needs to do it. Um, so I think what's cool is the people who are doing it well will get emerge from that, and it's beneficial for the home buyers um, because they're getting good, valuable content. And then again, like it you always see the same people and you think it's being overdone, but for every person you see, there's a hundred people not doing anything. It's not more, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, probably more than that.
0: I totally agree. I think too, that, um, the consistency of people, they start off and then, shoo, mm-hmm. and so, cause this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like what they don't really tell you is all these people. Like when I went to you see Gary V, he was just like, yeah, what well, you motherfuckers don't know is I have 29 people behind me and if you mm-hmm. think you're going to catch up to me, I'll go hire 29 more. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how he is because he's competitive, but he just said you it's hard to be consistent, so get a team, spend the money. He says mm-hmm. if I was working, I wouldn't hire an assistant. I have too much work, I would hire a videographer and a marketing person first. Why? Because I because this person isn't gonna make me money, that person will, mm-hmm. and then I can I can always hire this person. But this person get them going, and then you hire another mm-hmm. one. He goes, I would spend my money that, not that. People are like, buddy he goes, I just work harder and longer for a short time, but and get this person and that. Mm-hmm. I think that's where people, Crystal even had a fear of like spending money on marketing. Mm-hmm. She's just like, I don't see the value, of course, because you're 100 percent referral. You mm-hmm. didn't get it, and you probably would still do I've fine. never spent any money on marketing until mm-hmm. this year. But I'm like, yeah. but you are we're a year, we're a, you know, let's just say we're a year, not even a solid year into this. We're about, you know, close to a solid year into this. It's our first year, mm-hmm. and we're already seeing it. And I'm like, is next year, is there a time where you could just catapult? That's what happens. Mm-hmm. People go, go, and all of a sudden it's catapult. And my catapult would be different than what somebody else wants, mm-hmm. you know? But I think that she doesn't realize if she catapults, That when she, you know, her audience is here, but when she goes there, it just gets bigger and it needs more deals. And that's really what it resulted Uh in. So I think people, the problem I see in my space is the lack of consistency Mm -hmm. because they try, 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 and they go. And then like you said, oh, I'm not seeing the results. This is stupid.
1: And it needs to be strategic, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. but... Also, it should be fun. Like, we have a lot of fun doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, we really enjoy it. This is easy. And sometimes it's stressful because, like you said, like, some deal could be falling apart and we're like, ah, I got to run into the podcast or whatever. That happens. But, like, at the end of the day, we really enjoy doing
2: it. Mm -hmm. I think people our age, too, want to work with people that they just enjoy working with. And that's Mm -hmm. a big factor in determining businesses to work with, individuals to work with. And by having fun with it, I think that, you know really draws people in probably without you even realizing it, you know?
1: Yeah. It's funny you say that because like I always use the example of like when I bought my car is that I never even thought that I wanted. Like the car that I ended up getting was not the car I ever thought I was going to get. But why did I buy it? Because my, the sales guy was like the nicest, coolest Mm -hmm. guy. Like I was just hanging out with him and I was like, all right, I'll just buy the car. Yeah. You know? So it's the same thing, like whether it's loans or real estate agents or, you know, computer repair or, you know, financial services, like you, actually people work with you because they like you not because Mm -hmm. you know the most or you're the most sophisticated or you're the most educated Mm -hmm. or you're the most professional people work with you because they like you yeah like that's the whole thing and how do people know if they like you if they don't know you and i
0: think grant you might not agree with everything grant but he knows how to build a brand and i think he's right about a few things one is he says um people not necessarily going to buy the best product they buy the most known product Mm -hmm. yes and then another thing is with services. People aren't necessarily going to go to the best service. They're going to go to somebody they really like. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody here has a 100%. better deal, but they're like, I don't like the guy and they like you, they're like, I'll pay an entire rate because I don't like yeah. this guy. And you know, yeah. what, maybe he's giving me.
1: And maybe some people will go to the, to the like cheaper guy. They might. But the truth of the matter is most of us work with people we like.
2: Totally. I, I mean, here's a real life example that happened to me this week. I went on Groupon. I found like a really good rate for one month on a, at this gym. Went to the gym, did my month, and while I was there, met the owners, and they're the nicest people I've ever met. Super cool, invested in me getting in better shape. And my month ended, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna shop around and see, you know, what else I can get." And I was shopping around, got different prices and stuff, and I was like, "That gym's way more expensive." And I was like, "Screw it! I know those guys. I'd rather pay the extra money because yeah, I'm gonna them to support them." Yeah, they're a local business. Support them. They're up and coming. I know I'm gonna get more, you know, probably help from them because that dollar goes a lot further too, than you know, signing up for 24 kind of Hour Fitness, Cali For Fitness. Shout out, they're awesome. Yeah, if you guys ever uh... you just had
0: the guys from uh, Renegade on.
2: So, yeah. okay, can I? I don't know if I should say this, but it came down to Renegade or Cali For Fitness. Renegade was $60 a month cheaper, and I went with Cali For Fitness because. I built that relationship with those yeah, guys. No, totally. yeah. So so against Renegade, I'd, I'd never met you guys. But again, just going back to wanting to be yeah. around people that you genuinely like, it's a perfect example of me willing to spend more money to do it. That
1: goes to show, though, like how strong a relationship can be with someone. Like mm-hmm. you don't even know if you like another gym or not. You're like, yeah. I'm not even going to go there because exactly. I just like who I have. Yeah. So that's I mean, that's really the way most mm-hmm. people do business. And it's like you feel good when you go there. You feel good when you see them. Like, it feels like it's like a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not just a transaction. And so, like, that's what social media does for you, too. Like, mm-hmm. people, like, Kenny gets on those videos and he acts so silly. But people are, like, entertained. They, they don't even need a mortgage, some mm-hmm. of them. They're like, I don't even need a loan. I just, like, watch it. So yeah. one day when they need a loan, they'll remember. And so mm-hmm. that's why I always say, too, it's really hard to quantify the people who are just doing this solely for the purpose of income and mm-hmm. to make money. It's like you really can't quantify that because really you're building a relationship with people yep. and relationships take time. Mm-hmm. That's like coming to somebody and never having met them and like proposing marriage. Right? You're like, I can't do that. Like mm-hmm. that you're going to get laughed at. That's not going to happen for you. So yeah. this is like the, this. Is like a dating relationship mm-hmm. that's like slowly moving forward. Especially <laughs> well,
0: it's funny. How about this? You lose a deal and somebody's like –
1: that other guy's a
0: jerk. He doesn't even know me. Like It's like you just said it. He doesn't know you because you literally mm-hmm. won't go on camera. Mm-hmm. You won't put yourself out there. You have this easy platform. And that's the thing. Is like, look, if we're looking for – we're looking for at our age group, if you're going to look for somebody or work for somebody, you will look them up online. And this guy has mm-hmm. podcasts and a YouTube channel, and you can see him as his personality, and this guy has nothing, mm-hmm. you're going to go here just like yeah. when you guys on vacation rentals. You have 50 reviews, five-star, and this guy has – you know. Five reviews and five stars, you're like, gosh, 50. It's like, mm-hmm. you're gonna probably go here. Yeah. Because in the videos, personal, it's like your fault. You're not even putting yourself and, out there. And really, there.
1: it's trust. Like, people mm-hmm. feel like if they can relate to you and you're putting yourself out there, that they can trust you. Mm-hmm. Because also now you're a public figure. Like, would a public figure do something that's, like, untrustworthy? (laughs) You know? Like, no, but really you feel that way. Like, the logical mind, like, tells you that when you're watching Mm -hmm. it. Like, I trust this person because they're out there. They're on. Like, we actually have. I've gotten other, let's say, leads or prospects. Like, for example, Google Ads. I have people call me now or reach out to me that I've never met in my life. And most of the time they go, well, of course I I looked you up. Like Mm -hmm. obviously I'm not going to do business with somebody I haven't looked up. And you have these YouTube videos and, hey, that video that you did on this, that really like resonated with me. I Mm -hmm. liked that. And so now they're just really nice to me and now we do business together. Maybe I wouldn't have if I was just doing Google ads with no YouTube videos and no podcasts and none of this other stuff. I probably wouldn't gain their trust, Mm -hmm. but now I gain their trust and I don't have to do a sales pitch over the phone. They already watched five of my videos Mm -hmm. before they even called me. And they're like, Oh, I did my homework. Like people do that to me all the time. Oh, I looked you up. I'm Mm -hmm. like, great. That's what I want. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And even uh, it's a big part of investing in yourself too. You know, One thing that I've noticed is the difference between, again, going back to those like four layers where referrals, selfies, professional content, people see there's a big gap between someone who's posting a selfie. There's nothing wrong with that if you're just getting started. But if people see, oh, this person's spending money to build their brand, to get themselves out there, to have a show, to have a podcast, have a video, that means they take themselves very seriously in their profession. I mean, most people don't have to go out and hire a videography team and that's extra cash in their pocket for their business. But the people that do it shows that, again, they're willing to invest in themselves to grow. And I I noticed that too. Um, it's like, cool, this, this small business spent X amount of money to put themselves out there. And I have a certain amount of respect for that because they're trying to Grow and it it builds trust because it means they take themselves seriously enough and they believe in themselves enough to spend that money to put say, themselves it, out it there. It shows
1: confidence for sure. Now, mm-hmm. like if you're willing to put yourself out there, you're like, okay, well they they should be decent at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the right. very minimum, because they're out there and they're marketing themselves and they feel confident enough to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah, huge... you know, it's
0: it's like the um, it's like somebody used to say, it's like the people that were the top realtors, they were in dream homes over and over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over and then the billboards and this you're like yeah i'm gonna use that person because if they have they spend the money to do dream homes this they must be great Mm -hmm. and then now it's those people that were old school like shit dream homes isn't really it's working but there's this other thing here and they're either catching on or not but i think it comes down to the same thing it's just this authoritative figure because mm-hmm. you're yeah. spending money. If you spend
2: money, they must be
0: good, right? Exactly. I mean, that's
1: what it that is. means you must make money to spend money too.
2: That's it right yeah. there. Yeah. You got to be having clients and having revenue coming in to be spending that money. So that's a good, that's, it's a good sign. Yeah. What
0: do you, what's your, um, kind of in closing here, what's, what's some of your, you'd say with a client or somebody listening, like what's probably with all your experience, all the stuff mm-hmm. you've done, which seems like a lot, um, what's probably some of the most important tips you can give back
2: to somebody that might be mm-hmm. listening. Um, again, you know, just be be consistent with stuff. I always recommend identify what your end goals are. What what do you want to achieve with it? And then just use um, use media as a tool to help you get there. Uh, I won't give any details. I don't know. Maybe I can. Um, I have one client who's in the real estate space, and we're kind of trying to identify and create a show. You know, to market her. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to accomplish with this show? And she was like, honestly, and I was like, not even just the show, like, what do you want to accomplish with your life? Like, do you want to sell more houses or do you want to sell less houses to higher net worth individuals? She was like, honestly, I don't even really like selling real estate. I like, (laughs) I just use it to pay my bills. And I was like, well, then if let's not make a real estate show, let's make something else that you want to do. And we actually identified and it was really cool, you know, eye opening experience for me was she wanted to do something totally different. So we created a show where, you know, it helps her brand slowly, but surely to ultimately accomplish this totally separate goal. But we also kind of the underlying theme is building in the real estate marketing aspect of it too. So she's doing two things. She's slowly working towards this end goal, which is totally outside of real estate. Um, but she's still marketing herself through the show to sell real estate. And what's really cool is, um, this new goal, I kind of just say it. Like, I don't yeah. think it's a big deal. It's called, it's a show called Uncorked with Risha Guarnada. Um, she loves wine. She's like, if I could, I would just drink wine and sell wine and be around wine all day. So we conceptualized the show Uncorked. So she drinks, it's a podcast and she drinks wine, you know, and talks real estate and business and branding. And within a couple episodes of, actually, no, it was the first episode, we put it out there, Empathy Wines. Gary V's wine company reached out to her and was like, "We want to be on your show." So I mean, people
1: are like loving wine that, like, and talking yeah. about things
2: yeah. like. And and that's what was really so cool, cool was like just we you know if we didn't have that conversation it would have just been a real estate show and I think that's what's cool about you guys is you probably figured out you know oh we don't want to just talk about real estate all day we want to talk to interesting people and also
0: provide value entrepreneur. Exactly. We have, well, exactly. We
1: have yeah. full lives outside yeah. of our career. Exactly. Like, Outside of your business, you either are like into fitness or you love mm-hmm. traveling or you love drinking wine yeah. or whatever it is. It's like that's people a great, that's need a value no, no yeah. matter what.
0: Somebody, that's like but that's really life. cool. Maybe find a passion that you love, and mm-hmm. and then it's the focus around that. But also, you can still build in real estate. But exactly. also, too, like how
1: many people are looking to buy a house that are like, I love wine too. Exactly. Hey,
0: yeah. so while we're doing your contract, yeah. you're, right? We go over. I'm going to open a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. and we're going to close the damn deal. You know, it's like. Ex- and she, I mean, we're
1: she's really out over like what vintage is best yeah. or whatever new that's thing. Awesome. You know? mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah. So I think that's that's my biggest takeaway is identify what do you want to accomplish, yeah. and yeah. then reverse engineer a. a plan to use media to get you there. I think a really like easy example for this is if you're a real estate agent, you're just getting started, you know, oh I want to sell homes in La Jolla. Well, go out and, you know, create some videos of you in the beaches of La Jolla and in nicer homes and, you know, go it's,
0: interview a lot of business
2: owners in La Jolla. Exactly. Like I did at your restaurant. I've been
0: here a hundred times. I want to interview like what's so great about it, you know? Go have it, right? Basically, like
2: just put yourself out there and I don't want to say like force it to happen, just but go make it happen and having that end goal helps you get there. And I think a lot of people just start without knowing where to go. So having that end goal, but also be, you know, willing to kind of tweak it along the way too. Mm -hmm. So that's my biggest takeaway that I can give to someone is identify what your both business and individual lifestyle goals are and use media as a tool to help you get there
0: cool where, where can people find you and they want to hire you
2: um, Dylan Welch Media on Instagram DylanWelch.com my email is Dylan at DylanWelch.com <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, <laughs> so yeah someone texted me and they are like hey can you send me your email on your website I was like I sound really conceited right now, but, you know, it's all part of the branding, I guess. It's so. really
1: smart, though, because, honestly, that's, like, another tactic. You're, like, you don't mm-hmm. have to look up some weird name. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for me, there I am.
2: Make it easy as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, I
0: think, honestly, I think you're in a good space. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, a... A um, growing uh, space, well, for sure, it, too. It's, it's not even growing. I think it's so needed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand the value. So it's, you know, cool mm-hmm. that you're out there pushing it, because... It must be a passion for you too, but it, the value is huge. Mm-hmm. And I know you got you got to be a part of a couple other things where you could see the value, and then you can make it your own in your own business. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank you, and thank I you guys for going out and doing that, and you know having appreciate that
2: it. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks again for having me on the show. It's awesome, and yeah. um, whatever I can do to help you guys out, if you're listening, these guys are awesome. So go check them <laughs> out. And thanks. again, I really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. cool.